What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 406. Coming up on this week's show, tons to talk about. The former head of id Software, who departed recently, the studio that makes Doom and Rage, among other things, has joined a rather unexpected new studio, I'd say. Sean Murray from Hello Games is teasing, uh, talking a little bit about the next thing that he wants to do after No Man's Sky. Plus, Call of Duty, well, it's going to be sticking around. We'll tell you what that means. Plus, the longtime developer of WWE 2K is, is bowing out. Whole lot to talk about. Stay tuned right here on Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. All right, my friends, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This is Podcast Unlocked. I am joined. I'm back after a week off. Destin Legary to my right. Bam. Hey, everybody. I'm so proud of Ryan using the Streamlabs. <laughs> I'm pushing buttons. I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't screwed it up just yet. You're doing great. We're only 10 seconds into the show. It's fine. Give me time. <laughs> it all breaks. <laughs> Brandon Sanchez, great to see you. Oh, yeah. Good to see you. We haven't been on a show together in a while. I know. We have not overlapped. It's been, uh, it's been you know, summer is, we, there's personal travel, there's business travel for conventions and anime expo and Mikey Disneyland last week, so uh, I'll talk about that at the end, actually. I'm so excited to hear about it. I I had, you know, it was Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars land is the the big new thing, and obviously that's of interest to, I think, most of our audience. There's a lot of crossover there. In fact, um, the the handful of times that that, uh, fans recognized me at Disneyland last week, all... I think all, all but one of them were in Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. It's just it's the convergence of all of our pop culture world, you know, games yeah. and movies and um yeah, I'll tell, I want to talk a little bit about that at the end of the show, but for the so that the people that don't care can just get their video game news and then not have to listen <laughs> to me talk about Disneyland, but we have got plenty to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Uh thanks for holding down the fort last week while I was away. I always Brandon appreciated. She always does. Oh, thank you. Um, want to mention first our IGN first game this month that we're covering all month long. Again, think of that as our cover story. If we were a magazine, it's Borderlands Three. Brian Malkowitz, Seth Macy, James Duggan, Stella, uh, Stella in on Mark. it. Yeah, all uh, Mark Medina. My all whole of the team. yeah, all of the Borderlands super fans at the office. And Brian. Yeah, going to. I mentioned him already. <laughs> I, I, I remember we were trying to find people it was like a really busy week and i'm like all right i guess everybody on my team's gotta go I think this like is the, with the producers and editorial lead this yeah. is the mo- most people we've sent to an ign first right uh in a little while because we did four player like co-op perspective. Oh, yeah we, so, we, we've yeah. got a ton of content all month long we've got uh, we started with the first 14 minutes of the game so if you want to see how Borderlands 3 gets started. We've got that up on our on IGN and the IGN YouTube page. We're going to have a ton of fun stuff all month long. There, are, We've got so much content. I think we're doing three drops every week. Like It's mm. mostly Monday, Wednesday, Friday, except for this week, which ended up being the middle three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I got to see two of the features coming. They look pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's it really is a pretty game to look at, mm. even if you're... <laughs> even when you're not playing it and you're just watching a video, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's the... It's the the first time Borderlands has been on this generation of consoles, so mm-hmm. it's it's looking sharp. Uh, a lot of good co op action coming your way there. So please do stay tuned. Our Destin's team and my team worked super hard on uh, on putting all that together. Hope you enjoy it. 
Let's get rolling, though. Uh, I want to start with industry news. Actually, I guess most of it's kind of more industry-y leaning this week. But Tim Willits, who was the longtime head of id Software, uh, he's one of the original id Software folks from the, you know, John Carmack, Adrian Carmack, John Romero. Um, who am I leaving out? I'm leaving out a bunch of... Uh, uh, I'm old, Destin. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember everybody. Anyway, I knew those names. Yeah. They, they've all moved on, except Tim Willits. Tim had been the one that had stuck around, eventually becoming the head of the studio, uh, which a role he's held for really, certainly since Carmack, John Carmack had left for Oculus. Uh, but yeah, Tim, you know, he's had a 24-year run at id Software, and he had announced that he was departing uh, after QuakeCon, and he he is like it wasn't he didn't really make it clear if he was going to kind of just ride off into the sunset if he just had made enough money and was calling it mm-hmm. um i mean he's a, he's a fairly young man but hey if you've if you've got the the coin why not <laughs> why yeah. work um legends but, say he chainsawed through the wall jumped up with <laughs> his parachute on from the top floor landed in his lamborghini and drove away that's what i heard wow <laughs> Yeah, that's that sounds like a very doom kind of thing to do. <laughs> that would be an excellent exit. It's like my career's done. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Have a good night. Can Megadeth, I? Megadeth was in the parking say, lot yeah, I, for the whole thing. Can I end my career that way? <laughs> like just taking notes. We're on the chainsaw through a wall. Yeah. Maybe the chainsaw part, and then you <laughs> slowly rappel down the fire escape. <laughs> oh man, the Tesla's got a glass room. No, it's not a convertible. Um. Anyway, Tim Willits is he's he's. Uh, not taking time off, he has joined Saber Interactive. Now, if you're wondering, mm, do I kind of know that name, but what do they do? Who are they? I would call them, uh, like, right on the... Where are you going with this? <laughs> well, they're... I, I don't mean it disrespectfully. They're not a... They're not... I wouldn't call them a AAA tier developer like in software. Well, the but, big But the they've big done boys. a lot of... They've done a lot of big name stuff. Yeah. Big boys are id, Ubisoft, EA, Activision. You know, but Bungie right. and... Uh, well, Bungie's independent now, so they're not a big boy. True. They're big. True, true. But I'm um, talking about, like, the corporations. Right, okay, the publishers. Yeah, yeah. so Sabre is independent. Okay, And right. they are uh, most recently known for the war, uh, World War Z game, which has been doing very well. It's been a big mm-hmm. hit for them. But prior to that... They've actually, uh, they've really been on a pretty good roll of late because World War Z is doing well. And prior to that, they, they, uh, have, they're the developer on NBA Playgrounds, okay. which, which 2K picked up as a, as a publishing deal and folded it into the NBA 2K brand, which is huge for Sabre. I mean, that's, it doesn't get bigger than that if you're making an NBA basketball game. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, Xbox fans will know them as the developers of Halo Anniversary, the Halo 1 remake, and Halo 2 Anniversary, the the Halo 2 campaign remake portion of the Master Chief Collection. Uh, They're based out of New Jersey, but they also have a lot of development offices across Europe. So Tim will stay in Texas, where he's been rooted for the last two and a half decades. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's... I was surprised to see this. I would not have expected someone of, and again, I don't mean this disrespectfully towards Saber, but yeah. you know, it's it's a it's maybe it's it is a surprising move. It's just a strange move. Maybe they're making some big moves soon. Yeah, maybe, or Entirely maybe he's possible. just like a lot of potential on that team, or there's something he likes about them specifically and wants to work with them and like maybe help hone or focus on. 
Um, and that's kind of usually what I see whenever I see moves that this, like it doesn't make sense to me, Yeah. but there's something obviously that clicks there with you as how you work. And maybe you see something in that team that you really want to push forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got some quotes. So fortune, uh, my friend, Chris Morris broke this story, uh, Quotes from Tim here. Being with a studio for 24 years, it's really hard to leave. It's almost like a marriage, for lack of a better description. Uh, But I saw how Sabre, as a team, was starting to grow and expand and pick up teams and studios. Exactly to your point, Miranda. It was a good time to move over. And he continues, The agility of small teams and the opportunity to get stuff done quickly can't be overstated. I'm not saying anything bad about Bethesda. I love them. But smaller teams are exciting and fun. I mean, you got to remember, this is a guy who, up until... Bethesda bought id 10 years ago mm-hmm. id was a, had always been a small team yeah. yeah always always i mean certainly in the beginning it was like 12 of them there are and it grew over, a bit over the years but I, they've always been small yeah i came from a small team went to a medium-sized team and now i'm at ign which is a large team and there's different challenges at every every team size you yeah small team it's really everybody knows each other and you're all working towards usually one or two common goals. At right. A bigger company like this, we have like our social media presence that we need to consider our video presence, our editorial right. presence, uh, how we're <laughs> like our news brand, our podcast right. brand and all these different challenges. That and I don't even face. know your name. Like you talk about knowing everybody, mm. knowing everybody at the yeah. small company. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I bet if you went over to engineering, could you name everybody over no. there? Yeah. I saw no, I really this morning. I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody in your office. Like I've never seen you in my entire life. And you're just like in here getting coffee with me. And this is very, weird. Uh, I know sometimes more more. some days I'll be like, uh, I hope I'm supposed, to, I hope you're supposed to be on this. Elevator. Like, I put the key card in. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm, I'm not committing a how many people, company violation right now. How many people do we have on our floor? Uh, 100 the, at least. Oh no, it's I think it's 150 to 200 somewhere yeah. in that the range. The thing is, like, we don't just have IGN in this office. Like, it's also others of Dave's company. That's true. Soon, so. I hear it will just be IGN. <gasps> mm. Ooh. But um, Wait. so a Fox couple news. more quotes from Tim on on his move. He says, um. At my age, you got, you've got to work with people you like. You've got to work on fun stuff. I don't have anything to prove. I've been successful. I've made good games. At the end of the day, I'm literally going to travel around the world to cool places to work with awesome teams and make video games. Why would I pass this up? So um, I do believe him that he wanted to have the right fit and not just be part of a, a you know a little tiny cog in a mega machine like a yeah. Ubisoft or an Activision yeah. or something like Cause, that cuz we're talking about IGN being larger imagine working at a company with 500 1000 people oh, yeah. in your office yeah it's it's a it's it, different it's, it's a whole different thing and again id software has always been small he's always he seems to be very comfortable and happy on a on a smaller team and you know yeah saber they're they're kind of they're on the up you know, they're, they've been making some some good moves. So, you know, it's kind of a head scratcher at first, but the more you look at it, the more it seems to make sense. And and I'm happy for Tim. Yeah. You know, this is nice nice for him. He's he's set it up so he's going to uh, run the studio and, and not be – he doesn't have to move to New Jersey. He can stay where he is, uh, and he'll just fly around to their various global teams. And- I absolutely, totally get this move. You know, you're working at a big company, and he has an opportunity to go work with a small team in his, in his hometown – that's I could see why that's enticing to somebody like Tim, who maybe just wants to get back to his roots of developing content. Yeah, just having a little bit more hands-on experience with everybody else. Yeah, yeah, and and quite honestly, I mean, let's let's be real about. And again, this is more power to Tim here. Uh, I would bet the farm that Saber backed up the Brinks truck 
to get. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. hey, uh, also will, the money. Right. Yeah. No, hey, it's yeah. uh, you're a smaller mm-hmm. you're a smaller uh, studio like Sabre and you, you're you know, you've done some good stuff. You've got some you've got some momentum going. But a Tim Willits hits the market and you go, hey, th- this guy could really help us help take us to the next level. Yeah. But we're you know, we're a smaller outfit and we're, we're going to have to pay to get this guy and, and let him keep living in Texas and not make a move to, <laughs> to New Jersey. But, so, you know, you, you, you go out and, and yeah, you, you probably, Tim probably got a good deal out of this and more power to him for doing so. Uh, bookmark this episode, uh, remind us of it in five years to check in on what <laughs> Tim Willits has done over at Sabre Interactive and yeah. we'll check in and update. That was a big thing for me. It's like, now I'm seeing this move. And we've got to watch Saber and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take time. Thing. Yeah. Like a five year or 10 year. Oh, play. no. It absolutely yeah. happens overnight. Come on. You have <laughs> <things> <laughs> he just shows up. Yeah. Didn't change you know, Just like, uh, right. Just like yeah. how, how when Microsoft buys seven new studios, like suddenly we're awash in content. Yeah. Cause, right. Because it just happens overnight. That's like, how it oh, works. we bought you. Now there are games out. Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> not how it happens at all. Nope. Um, now the one other thing, speaking of money, because again, it's hey, it is a this is a business, and Career, you know yeah. you're it's it's a it's it's not an easy business to survive and thrive in, and I I have to look at this and wonder. I feel like it maybe pardon me if I'm repeating myself from from when uh, Tim first le- announced he was leaving ID, but I looked back into this and ID ID was bought by Bethesda or by Zenimax in 2009, so it's been. Exactly ten years. I I have to wonder when Zenimax bought bought ID. Was there a a sort of a, a clause in that contract mm. for Tim as the as the the head of the studio as the, one of the you know the the original members of ID that said, hey, if you stick around for ten years, there'll be a there'll be a payday for you at the end of that ten years. So, I mean, you know, maybe he's he'd been kind of thinking about trying to move on to something else, but said, oh, okay, well I got that 10 year thing and mm. gets paid and now he can, now he's, now he's moving out. So his stock had invested. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Could very well happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Destin, you're a huge fan of the mass effect trilogy. So you've, course, yeah. you've covered Bioware for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I don't think it's ever been like officially confirmed, but I, the, the evidence is right in your face where, uh, the re- doctors, Ray and Greg. Oh Yeah. Five years after the EA acquisition, <laughs> they both left. Yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that was a five-year yeah. retainer There's thing, and then, you, and then, and then, yeah. All right, now we're gone. All right, our stocks vested. Peace. Yep. How do I get that? How do I get that where where IGN uh, IGN. pays me to stick around? IGN has a SPP thing you can sign up for. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's J2. a little different. A little different. Uh, Not I that kind it. of company, I guess. Yeah, it has, I, yeah. it has to be before you get purchased, and then right. I know the that's equity the, that's the, the thing. Brand, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move forward because we've got a lot to cover. No Man's Sky, uh, Mansky. That's what Mark calls it. Yes, that's cute. Sean Murray, the mastermind of No Man's Sky, the sort of one man wrecking crew. I mean, it's a small team, but he is the 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 master, the the programmer, and and the person that really dreamed it up. He gets the credit and the anger. And he's gotten a lot of that, and that's actually part of what I want to talk about. So, um, but first, the, the sort of news bit is he did an interview with us, actually, our UK friends. What? Right? Yay. I know. Yeah, us. We get to take credit for this, even though we had we personally had nothing to do with it. It's all us. Uh, we were talking to him about the Beyond update 
for No Man's Sky that's coming up very soon. And yeah, Sean said, we "Still shot that after." No. We we don't. Not a thing. That's a different show. That's okay. a different us. <laughs> uh, Sean says. We're actually now uh, a little bit in that transition period where I'm secretly doing stuff in my spare time as well. Yeah. Although he was clear about his priority saying, but No Man's Sky is the main thing we're doing. So remember, that is how No Man's Sky began life, was a thing called Project Skyscraper, where him and I think one or two other people locked themselves in a room while the rest of the team was finishing up Joe Danger. Mm -hmm. And eventually that turned into No Man's Sky. So... Uh, I'm very interested to know what what Sean's thinking of doing next. Yeah. Internet after are, this internet are we allowed to like No Man's Sky now? I'm not sure if we're allowed to like Sean Murray and well, No Man's Sky. The answer is yes, and I'm <laughs> glad you brought that up because um, the the video that this quote came from, or well, so this, this interview was turned into an awesome video that that the IGN UK team produced. I came back from my vacation and I was looking on. I hadn't looked at any work stuff the whole time I was yeah. gone. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, it's just I need I need to fully like fully yeah. detach. Let's do it, man. Um, and so I'm looking on our YouTube page and I see Sean Murray's face and a, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna click on this because I wonder if people are still mad at at, at Sean and at No Man's Sky and three hundred fifty thousand views. Yep. Go ahead, give him the stats. Look at right. what are the upvotes to downloads? Fifteen thousand likes. Fifteen thousand likes. Yeah, six hundred forty-eight dislikes. So not even. Wow. So it's it's Hello Games is one of the most determined game studios I've seen in a while. Mega prop from name not found with a coffee mug for a logo. <laughs> Redemption completed. You are a man of your word, Sean. Keep it up. Etc. Yeah. Et so I hope the, IGN re-reviews this game. We should talk to Dan about. Uh, well, we definitely should. There's yeah. no no doubt about that. I think after the big update, usually yeah. we kind of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, this and that's exactly Destin. The the point I wanted to get at here, besides the fact that it's interesting to know that Sean's starting to tinker with other stuff, is mm -hmm. remember what the 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 community sentiment towards Sean personally and towards No Man's Sky was yeah. like when that game launched. And yeah. where and where it is now? I mean, it. We we talk a lot about online commentary being a lot of vitriol and and it's a a lot of uh, poison in the well water, but it's it's really honestly just heartening to see that when you put in the work as Sean and and the Hello Games team have done mm -hmm. and and you you deliver the the fixes and the and the additions and the results. Look at that. They I mean it's a complete 180 mm -hmm. from where from what the you know the community was screaming absolutely. about this game. Ab absolutely. I loved working on these IGN first with Sean. To me it was always somebody expressing his goals and visions of yes. what he wanted the game to be and we were given early access. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately the the community at large that was excited for Hello Games' new game No Man's Sky and the the development process we saw behind the scenes, they felt they were misled originally. But the thing is, they wanted to create the vision that they originally established. There's some stuff like, I don't think we ever landed in dinosaurs, but they were able to deliver on a lot of the promises that they had. It just took time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a real bummer to see the anger that originally happened, but it's incredibly rewarding to see that faith rewarded in Sean and Hello Games 
when they're releasing these new updates for yeah. free, you know. To I mean, the, the VR thing's coming out, sadly, not applicable to Xbox Comes fans, out tomorrow. But right. Yeah, yeah, VR, the Beyond update, the, just, uh, the multiplayer, it's all this stuff has been added for free. Yeah, yeah, and it's good to see that people aren't just still bitter about it, even though it's coming, because I, I definitely see that happen sometimes, too, when it's yeah. like, hey, guys, we're going to add this, and then they add it, and they're still mad about it. Yeah. Um, it is good, generally, that people have been escalating like positive responses to this. Um, still a huge shame that the whole bitterness happened in the beginning anyway. I mean, I just there's yeah. there's a lot with that. Like, there's a lot that goes on with this whole development cycle. I, but it is very impressive to see what they've been doing. And the fact that they're kind of already tinkering with things on the side, to me, says that they feel like they're already in a very, very good place with this. And obviously, yes. the fans see that as well. So Yeah. I just, this is new for me, just seeing this um holding of developers feet to the fire. I think it's important in, in some respects that we hold them accountable for, you know, bad practices or, you know, bad stuff. But at the same time, um, Sean had never really, I don't know. I feel like I'm digging a hole here that the but internet's think- just going to use against me. So mm-hmm. like, I don't even want to talk about it. And like, that's where we're at. Where if I say anything, I know the internet's going to use it. Well, I think so. Why say anything? I think it's important to focus on (laughs) the thing. The reason I brought this up is to focus on the redemption arc. Yeah, and and just again, like it is, it is so great to see. uh, I'm so happy for Hello Games and for Sean, and I'm. um, I I don't want people to take this the wrong way because it's not like I'm some sort of paternal industry figure, but I'm. I'm proud of the community for yeah for you know re-embracing No Man's Sky. Me too. That's uh, you know it's it's it it kind of renews my faith in in humanity a little bit mm-hmm. that you know it's not just all anger and screaming into the void all the time like that 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 even the you know the the sort of most vitriolic comments can over time and and through mm-hmm. the results that Sean and Hello have delivered it's because of their they, hard they won work them back yeah exactly that the shift happened yeah it's it, a ton of hard work and mm-hmm. Sean and the team put their head down and they they just they just went to work yeah and here we are a couple of years later and they're in the game is is really fully realized now mm-hmm. and it's so cool to see i'm so stoked to play in vr tomorrow i w- <laughs> well mark yeah mark medina played it in VR at a preview event. Yep. Uh, oh, gosh, must have been two, three months ago now. I have it set up for uh, IGN Reacts to No Man's Sky in VR, ready to record tomorrow. So I'm oh, just going to grab people who are around. Oh, like, hey, I want to give me to play. Yeah, cool. yeah. Okay. Make sure I'm in on that. I want to do that. I kind of want to see it because I was one of those people who never, I mean, like, I never really believed in like the what they were selling No Man's Sky was at the very beginning. Yeah. I was just like, that sounds really cool, but I don't, from what you've shown, I don't see that being fulfilled and was never like super hyped for it. Mm-hmm. And so seeing it grow, I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad that you're finally like realizing all those things that you really wanted to do. So I'm kind of curious to just see where it is now. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, uh, I, I want to, I want to start that game over because oh, I you, put, you probably should. Like yeah. if you like were to right go back to after a lapse, start yeah. over because yeah. there's so much, there's so many new things that they've tweaked. That uh, yeah, you should definitely do that. I think because I only ended up putting in five to ten hours when it, it, at, at launch. I put in a lot of hours yeah. at launch. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I want to. I want to give that game mm-hmm. another go. Also, I want to get Sean back in here uh, for Unfiltered. Yeah, 
Because he he came in, he did he did the show. Good segue to your. I to say yeah, he, yeah. He, so he did that. He did the show bef- in that you know in that mm-hmm. part of IGN first in the run up. It was before yeah. launch when everybody was super psyched. Before everybody got mad, <laughs> um, I I would love to get him out here to talk to him now to talk through the last two years. Um, he'd be a great repeat guest to just be able to. There's so much to cover. Yeah, so there'll be no unfiltered in August. Uh, we've got, well, yeah, long story Bob. short, we're, we've got a t- half, half or more of the team out at Gamescom. And also we've got a new set uh, right behind this wall behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a bar slash arcade set back there with a working keg, with a working tap. And I'm gonna, we're going to move unfiltered over to the bar. And just do it as like a, a more informal, like there'll be there'll be uh, an open bar for, for the guests. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna t- we'll just probably keep the name and really the format will pretty well stay the same. The name is too. perfect. Yeah, but just gonna just gonna introduce <laughs> alcohol into the equation in a, in, a, in a slightly more casual setting, and uh, hopefully people will enjoy that. So look for that in September. End end of shameless plug. Uh, next this week, let's see here, Miranda. Yes. Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So the news on this makes a lot of sense considering what obviously Activision wants to do. So you mind if I read this part? Please. Uh, so an investor call for its 20 or 2019 Q2 earnings. Activision was asked whether the company was going to keep its annualized release schedule for Call of Duty or kind of like go in the route of like Fortnite and Rainbow Six Siege. Right. More of a, an ongoing service yes. based thing and monet- like and to maybe try and monetize differently. Yes. And anytime I've talked to the Call of Duty developers, I've been like, of course, like we always have post launch plans. Like we want to keep our game going as long as possible. But there's the inevitable drop off, right? Like there's there's people who tweet at me like, "Hey, this game mode's gone. Why?" And it's like, well, it's because there's not as big of a community as more. Because like, as time goes on, and the way that Call of Duty works, since there's one every year, everyone hops on. Not everyone, but a lot of people hop on to the next thing, right? And so, because you lose those player bases, you can't support the same game modes. Um, and it sounds like, you know, the fix for that would be just to go a Fortnite or Rainbow Six Siege way, sure, and just all in on one game, right? Uh, except money except money so Activision's (laughs) not going to do that (laughs) so um yeah so for sure they said that it's more important than ever and then they said on the call that console and pc side we do see annual releases as a key part of the call of duty franchise so yeah of course they're going to just keep doing that because they make bank on it every single year i mean that's the thing it's i know this is some people listening right now might be like this isn't news but i mean it kind of is in the sense that the industry is moving in a in a different direction with mm-hmm. with ongoing service based games uh, that that you know monetize differently over the course of time. But and yes, Call of Duty sales have been declining year over year. We'll see what happens. I I, I would suspect we'll see a spike with Modern Warfare uh, this year. Yeah. But uh, even with declining sales, they're still the number one selling game. Every single year, so there's really no grand incentive for them for them to change their business model. Yeah, I think unless their numbers just start suddenly tanking, then maybe they'd consider yeah. it. But at this point in time, they don't really need to. And like that was such a weird thing. Whenever I was at the, which we didn't get to talk about last week, but we can a little bit this week. Um, when I was at the Modern Warfare event, I was talking to devs. I was like, hey, did you guys ever consider supporting Blackout as part of Modern Warfare? Like, it doesn't really make sense tonally, but 
it's such a huge thing, right? And it's like in battle royale, you need to maintain and kind of keep perpetuating in order sure. to like make it viable against, you know, Apex Legends, which is just its game or just Fortnite or like however you want to see those like games as a service that live. And they said that they had never really considered it. It's like, this is, it's a separate game and it's a separate thing. It's not really part of how we want to do Call of Duty. And that totally makes sense. But, you know, that's something we're theorizing, right? It's like, hey, how do they keep this in that Battle Royale game? Like, how do they keep it in that ring, in that arena? And it's just going to be Treyarch have to support it on its own and just keep it alongside other things. And we'll see what happens. So do you think Blackout is going to become a game as a service or they're just going to do like Blackout 2 next year? I feel like they would do Blackout 2. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I, I personally kind of think this is a mistake and and the fact that they're not doing any sort of service model, like they're sort of doing it with blackout right now. Right. But I'm wondering like, what are they going to do next year? So this call of duty is going to come out this year. Mm-hmm. It looks like people are really interested, really excited with the the new focus on storytelling and, and the multiplayer stuff we've seen has been really, really cool looking. Super fun too. Yeah. It's weird. It's heavy. Oh yeah. You got to play it's it. Slower. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm actually interested in this call of duty. I'll probably check it out. And I'm kind of curious why they're resistant to the idea of a of a Fortnite or Rainbow Six Siege model. I've been playing Rainbow Six Siege a lot lately. It mm-hmm. is so good. I've been thinking that about picking it up. Awesome. And it's been yeah. it's been fantastic for like f- I reviewed mm-hmm. the game. I haven't played it since I reviewed it. Yeah. And that I think that was 2015. I think it's been f- about 4 years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm ranking and it up. It just in, keeps going. I'm ranking yeah. up in casuals. I'm in the 20s now. I'm going to hit be able to do rank play pretty soon and like that's a total game changer. So I'm using this time to build like attackers, defenders, figuring out who's a good anchor, who's a good roamer and stuff like that in my multiplayer matches. And I'm just having a blast learning the language of a game like that because it's, it's one game, a lot of different maps and you sort of hop in and you develop your skill set. blackout sort of doing that. And I'm wondering why they don't just lean on that more. Well, the other, the other interesting thing to consider with this is okay activision's committing to an annual release model Mm -hmm. we already know that uh next year's call of duty is uh was under you know some duress and that it's being pulled in for uh so that it's it's back to treyarch now they only get two years Mm -hmm. instead of three so that's already that's going to be tough you know we've we've expressed concern for the the just day-to-day well-being of the development team when suddenly you have uh, a significant significantly less time to develop yeah. a, a game that has stratospheric expectations it is the entire pillar that Activision stands on financially um how long how long before a video game company is just straight up unionized I mean that's a separate conversation. Yeah, that's, that's a whole. A, um, that's a big one. I give, a, I give it five years before they can. This doesn't fly anymore. This development. I mean, your development cycle yeah. where your crunch crunches like it's worst. yeah. It's a bigger yeah. conversation, but mm-hmm. you're. I think what's a point we can take out of out of that mm-hmm. for now is that something like a a Treyarch, a Call of Duty developer, could be the straw that breaks the camel's back for yeah. to help to help a a industry-wide unionization effort happen when you know if if in fact Treyarch ends up going through work hell right to, to make this next deadline. year cuz remember not so not only did do they get one less year 
to make what is now Black Ops 5. Which is bonkers to me. But they have to tweak for, they have to account for new hardware, mm. which is just an, another added variable that's, that's a, a complex variable. Hey, by the way, you got to make uh, PS5 and Scarlet versions of this that are excellent as well. So, I mean, it, it is an extremely challenging task that has been placed on the shoulders of Treyarch. And then after that, does, does Infinity, as soon as Infinity Ward finishes Modern Warfare, uh, are they, you know, are they going to have to go get right to work and have only two years for whatever their next thing is, whether it's a Modern Warfare reboot 2 or whether it's something else? Because it, it you know, the, all, in, all the signs point to Sledgehammer being, you know, kind of pushed, pushed aside. So, you know, are we... are. Are they are Call of Duty games now back down to two year dev cycles again and two teams as costs and challenges get bigger? I wonder if that means so it's we're going to get a lesser product because of that because of that two year development well, cycle. Like I mean, got to fr- put something out in two from years, the Schreier so. report on yeah. the Black Ops Five situation next year. We we know that there is a campaign planned, mm. so they're not cutting mm. that as they did with Black Ops like Four. They keep it going forward. I hope I so. Think. But I mean, yeah, Destin, that is a that is a very fair point. You know, will will things get cut now? Mm-hmm. If so, I, I, so the, I vote for things getting cut, if it means people don't have to sacrifice their entire lives to get course, it done, of course. So like, could, the whole point I'm trying to bring up, right? Right. It's like so you don't want to do the live service model, so you're going to release an inferior product and work your team to the bone. That seems like the worst solution of the two, instead of just evolving blackout. Yes. So that's the thing is that they could theoretically just put blackout in the next one and just, yeah. you know, it's still just blackout at a new map did. or something. Yeah. Maybe it's like yeah. just an evolution of what they already have and right. building on that as opposed to having to build a whole new mode yeah. from scratch or something. Cause if we just get a badass they, campaign and they double down on blackout and make like make a new map or something to sort of coincide with this release, I think that's kind of, they still have to do solution. multiplayer though. Like they still have to have core multiplayer. They have to have innovations and tweaks and that's modern true. balancing. So like that's all got to be improved as well. Yeah. Um, also that being said, Modern Warfare is multiplayer is so much fun, guys. It's really good. <laughs> so much I'm fun. all about that realism, that Give realism me, mode. I only want to play at night. I love the night map so much. Yeah, it's I ha- super fun. I was just like beaming the whole time. You're just like sneaking around the shadows and you have night vision goggles on mm-hmm. and everything's quiet. And so they had realism mode on, which is essentially just like a hardcore, like everyone. The it drops the HUD. Yeah. yeah. The HUD's just gone. And um, with night vision goggles, you can see when people are aiming down their sights because of the laser. Yes. And so if you have something that doesn't have that laser attachment, then you can aim down sights whenever you need to. So it's like, if you have a pistol, then you're probably fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's like a way to like lure. Yeah, I'm just you need pull, to be cl- way closer. Get on that. Um, there we go. Yeah, I think I have it a little too low. I anyway, you. so you can just like lure people out by like flashing your laser <laughs> a few times. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's really fun. It That's was just cool. such a cool different kind of strategy. And there's like ways you can turn on lights in certain areas, which will like mess up your sure. uh, vision goggles. If you're hiding somewhere, it was so cool. Anyway, I'm very excited to see what they do with rest multiplayer. Cause they have, I could talk a lot about this. Well, um, and, and I want to see it. Uh, f- yeah. Uh, to that point, I guess a, a final point on this is I, I, I hope that in that modern warfare is great. I mean, I have a, I've been doing this for, this, this is like my old man moment for the show this week. I've been Good doing this for, <laughs> I've been doing this for almost 17 years. Yeah. I've developed a pretty good Spidey sense. I, 
I've from what I have seen of the campaign and played of the multiplayer, I have a really good feeling about Modern Warfare so far. Okay. Uh, so I'm, you know, you never know. I've been, yeah. I've been wrong before. Sometimes something I'm not excited for turns out great. Sometimes something I do think is going to be really good turns out to be disappointing. But yeah, I, I hope that Modern Warfare is awesome because it, you know, it, it, Infinity Ward. Ever, ever since Vince and Jason left, and there was the huge split situation, that studio has not. The output of that studio has been. Uh, nowhere near what it was it they went from the a team of the three call of duty teams to in my opinion the c team yep uh, and I, so I, mean, I agree it, it, I, that's what it was i would love to time. see them reclaim the the a team spot and and that'll only push treyarch to try and say you know little friendly internal competition hey let's we gotta we gotta step our game up here so that's that's only good for everybody i think yeah well, we'll see what happens. Um, you've definitely seen the most of the campaign so far. We only got the, I'm going to say it's like, it was a crappy theater demo, like not a great first impression. Right. So I really want to see, see I, more. I, I'm this. very surprised that they, they showed the judges, the, um, you guys the, the thing so with the little, more. the thing with the kids. Yeah. And they didn't show that to anyone else at all. Yeah. You guys got like, cause that was, that was like the, it felt like you guys got don't. so much more context for what this game yes. was versus what we were just like, oh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I got, okay. I've got plenty of context. Yeah, and it, like, and we, it's we, could, we could talk about this all day. I mean, like, uh, there well, was a whole thing. Let's stay on that. Call of Duty for a second because, um, I think it's, yeah. Miranda, this, this oh, feels like, fine. <laughs> this feels like, correct me if I'm wrong, an ultimate colliding of your world <laughs> I here. I know, I'm so please, excited. Please tell me about, about this thing. So uh, it's a Tamagotchi, it's a Tamagunchi. It, it tracks your kills. I'm and you, you, feed it, you feed it murder. I'm so it, it, happy. It, it thrives on murder. Please. I was like, are you guys like watching my Twitter feed or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So yeah, there's. They keep talking about like how they have all these little details in it, and they're like, you know, we have this watch, and it like reads your time. I'm like that's that's pretty cool. And then someone was, uh, I forget exactly who was doing the interview with them, and then was asking about uh, asking Infinity Word about other things that they're excited about. And they're like, oh yeah, so we have this idea for like a Tamagunchi, <laughs> which is linked to your KDR. And so, <laughs> so good. If yeah, it feeds on your kill. So it's like, if you are yeah, <laughs> killing a lot, then you know it's going <laughs> to grow big and strong and it probably won't beep at you all the time, <laughs> but maybe it'll get sick if you keep dying. And so it's just like, <gasps> I got to take care of my child. I like it a lot. What if you see somebody with this big fat Tamagunchi, <laughs> like all bloated from all the kill, his Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in the, um, what's it called? The ground war mode when it's going to have like, just like so many people and you have, like, if you have like just a crazy <laughs> kill streak and it's just like the biggest Tamagunchi you've ever seen. It affects your aiming. So like your sights are just slightly tilted. It like just breaks the out of your heavier. watch. No. <laughs> just so everyone's clear, Destin's being sarcastic. Yes. It's not, it, it is an outside of, it lives in the watch that yes. you physically wear. It's not in the game. As, as um, our normal Tamagotchi, it's just a little digital pet. Yes. And I think it's a very cute idea. Like, I always liked it when they introduced like charms and stuff for your guns. I want it's it to like, be real. Just make it like cute little things. No. <laughs> But what a, what a fun idea actually, this is. Yeah. <laughs> what a fun, I just, it's I love, murder. just like a nice little additive experience to your Call of Duty multiplayer. Yes. Where you just, you have a little virtual pet that you sustain by, by murdering other people in the video game. So now I have even more, and so 
I would say it's like kill streaks are more of an incentive to take care of your life, like even more so than before, because without score streaks where you just like accumulate, you have to, you know, pay attention if you want to get the good stuff. Yeah. Um, that this is like another reason I don't want my little pet to die. <laughs> so I can't die, but I have to kill. So <laughs> I have to just, kill. Just be oh, in the man, right I time in the right place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> next up this week, a couple more stories here. Ukes, where if you're like, eh, I kind of know that name. They were the longtime developer. Well, they for years, they were the primary developer of the WWE wrestling series back dating back to when it was with THQ uh, starting in 2000 is when you started the WWE actually back then it was WWF Smackdown that's how old the series is but Ukes is no longer on the project uh, you of course everybody knows that 2k bought the rights to WWE in the THQ uh, auction the fire sale when they went bankrupt but yeah, Ukes is is no more. They'd been co-developing with Visual Concepts, so they they spun up a team. You know, they have the NBA 2K team up there. Just to, it's about uh, forty minutes north of here. Yeah. And uh, they had they had started to build a team for WWE, but they worked with Ukes on it. But um, now Ukes is is out of the picture. A quote from WWE, pardon me, from 2K on this is, quote, WWE 2K20 will be developed by Visual Concepts, who have worked with Ukes on the development of the series since 20, uh, 2K14. As we've continued to invest in the WWE 2K franchise, we've seen the Visual Concepts team display incredible passion, talent, and commitment to the future of the series. We thank Ukes for their years of partnership and are excited to see what the Visual Concepts team brings to the franchise moving forward. Boy, you talk about, you know, we were just talking about the, the game industry is a difficult place. Mm. You know, uh, we're talking about it with Tim Willits and uh, it, it is just not an, not an easy industry to survive and thrive in. And boy, Ukes had for, for again, an independent studio. They're not, they were no longer, uh, they weren't owned. They had a 20 year run on one franchise where they could just count on, they were going to be rock solid every year. So I say this with all sincerity, uh, with no malice whatsoever, I, no sarcasm. I, I, I hope they've got a plan, uh, you know, that they've hopefully they've been accumulating design like game ideas that that obviously <laughs> don't fit in the wrestling, the WWE wrestling space. Because, um, yeah, I, you know. I'm reading into this now, but it. I would think that this wasn't Ukes's choice. W, uh, 2K owns it, and it seems like a thing where they've been slowly building up their own visual concepts team and sort of slowly pushing Ukes out uh, in favor of you know just full internal control. Uh, I can't imagine Ukes would have been the ones to go to 2K and say, you know what, we don't really want to do this anymore when it's when it's just it's such a reliable gig at year in and year out. I know nothing about WWE. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's just why I'm being quiet. It's an industry Same. story. But, you know, but, but yeah, as a game developer that was worked on this for so long, it, it doesn't, to your point, yeah, it doesn't seem like that would be their first choice. So yeah, I wish them the best and yeah. it's, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully nothing bad comes of this. Like I hope I don't read a Ukes's closing down story in yeah. six to 12 months from now. Um, 
But yeah, heck of a run, 20 years. So that's, I'll bet there are probably people at that studio. They're in Japan, uh, Ukes. Hmm. I would imagine there are people at that studio that have probably made the bulk of their career working on the WWE slash WWF wrestling games. They probably knew this was coming. They probably have something. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope this, I mean, hope this was, was not a surprise in any way, shape, or form. This isn't something where, like, somebody walks in, they're like, well, it's over. You know, yeah. They, they probably... We're like, hey, this is mm. this is going for like one more year, or two right. more years, and then at the end of this contract, yeah, yeah, hopefully. Mm. Uh, and then finally, actually, no, sorry, two more quick things. Quantic Dream, not a name known to Xbox fans. That's because they've been a second-party PlayStation studio for many years. Uh, three games, the last their last three games spanning ten years, I think, or maybe even a little more have been all PlayStation exclusives. Uh, they are now going multi-platform. This is David Cage uh, and their games, which you have probably at least heard of, Heavy Rain, being uh, that, that being my favorite of their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they did Beyond Two Souls, which was uh, disappointing, certainly to me, and I think a lot of people. I dislike that game so much, I didn't play Detroit Become Human. Really? I think, well, it's, that's a shame, because I did quite like Detroit Become Human. I thought, mm-hmm. It kind of fell apart at the, the end, but uh, it I always it. falls apart at the end. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I thought, see, I liked Heavy Rain liked all the Heavy way Rain through. Lot, Heavy yeah. Rain's probably their best work, no, mm-hmm. right? Out of all their products, Sean, no, also Jason, that. Jason, That's Jason. Like, well, there's a Sean. There's Sean too. Press X to Jason. Yeah. Okay, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Jason. I use that um, routinely. I have a friend named Jason. I'm like Jason. <laughs> Jason. Before that, <laughs> Jason. They, did, they did Fahrenheit slash whatever yes. it's called in America. Uh, it had a different. No, name. I thought. Yeah, it's Fahrenheit in the UK. Thank you. I can't yeah, remember what it was called in America. Uh, anyway, I'll also goes off the deep end at the end, and it's just disappointing that like you're so close to just crafting great narratives, and you just jump the shark at the end. Like mm-hmm. at, in Fahrenheit, he like trips out, and I don't, I don't even remember. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Beyond Two Souls was like the the best example of them jumping the shark. Yeah, I heard enough. So I played Heavy Rain kind of recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Because I didn't have, I wasn't very ingrained in the PlayStation ecosystem, so it wasn't until someone's like, hey, you can borrow this from me. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so I put that late, and then I heard enough about Beyond Two Souls about it being a thing to just not waste my time with that yeah. I just gave it a heavy pass. Um, and then Detroit Become Human, I kind of played a little bit of it, but... It's a really interesting concept. Yeah. Detroit Become Human, like uh, you, you play an AI. Yeah, usually I'm down for those yeah. like multiple paths, like mm. every little thing you do can change things, yeah. but eh, didn't get super hooked. But hey, them uh, not doing exclusive to just one platform is always good, right? Fahrenheit was on Xbox, so this isn't like a new concept for them. They originally launched on the OG Xbox. Correct, that's yeah. right. And um, that's that's where Fahrenheit came out, and that was a super intriguing game. Basically, um, you wake up, you've apparently murdered somebody, and you have to decide what to do in this cafe. Oh, man. And like that just sets up the super interesting precedent, which unfortunately I felt was wasted in the later half of the story because they, they really, really... Like just the the narrative of you wake up, you think you might have committed a murder, and you don't, and they kind of get into the supernatural by the end of it, where it you know, just, like the supernatural, it, it almost comes comedic. I'm like, I, oh. I would have rather it was a little bit more grounded mm. and just explore like how that would impact your relationships in a person's life. I, I think is interesting. That's that's why um, their later game, the. Detroit Become Human yeah. was more intriguing. And that's why I think Heavy Rain is the best mix of everything. Yeah. They do still get into the supernatural stuff. They do every game. I like the supernatural you stuff, know? though. That's yeah. what I liked. That's the thing I really liked. Mm-hmm. 
Indigo Prophecy. That's what that's, I Yeah, I forgot yeah. to. I had yeah. to look it up. So, But yeah, they're, uh, they are multi-platform. David Cage saying, Quantic Dream is not exclusive to any platform anymore. So yes, unless there are some specific exclusivity deals on a title-by-title basis, all our games will be released on all platforms at launch. So um, just as Remedy had been a longtime second-party developer with Microsoft, Quantic, uh, and, and they went third-party, Mm-hmm. They went multi-platform. Same for uh, for Quantic Dream. I, I tell you, you know, even though Quantic's games have been flawed, uh, yeah. you know, objectively flawed, uh, I've always enjoyed and and more so appreciated their games because um, I've the always only ones trying anything like that. Exactly, and and I always tip my hat to Sony for funding their games. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they they've been their games have been big budget console exclusives and they're just they're adventure games they're 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 super high uh production value expensive adventure games Mm. you know as if like if you took a telltale game but multiplied the budget by like 10 hey um if you guys are looking for adventure games you should play outer wilds just gonna throw that out there (laughs) yes any chance I get you haven't mentioned it before i don't know if you've heard of this game outer wilds but i just want you guys to (laughs) anyway just I think you're going to have to stop mentioning it in October, though, because that's when <laughs> Outer Worlds comes yes. out, and then we're yes. all going to get confused. No, that's when I escalate the jokes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've always, I've always appreciated the, the games that, that Quantic Dream has made. Me too. And I hope they continue to do so. I mean... I don't I, see any reason why they wouldn't. It's, but, well, I, the thing that comes to mind is funding, right? Like, sure. Sony seemingly gave them the... the first party treatment meaning kind of gave them a lot of resources i won't say unlimited resources but you know they always had three four years to make their game and they they were always very technically impressive on ps3 and p and then ps4 so i hope as they go multi-platform they're able to partner up with with somebody who can fund their vision in a way that that allows them to you know, kind of maintain that really awesome high production value that they've that they've had over the years. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But yeah, look, Quantic Dream will be. I guess they won't be making their Xbox debut because, as Destin pointed out, we had Indigo Prophecy on the yeah. original Xbox. But their their uh, long-awaited return to the Xbox platform coming up with their next game, which honestly probably won't be for. If I had to guess, I'll bet it's three years out because they just shipped. Uh, Detroit was last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait, or was that nope. this year? No, no that was this year. Definitely not this year. It wasn't. It was last year. Has it? Been, it was April. I remember that. It was last April. God, it's been a long <laughs> time. Flies. It does. Okay, so it's, it's been a weird year. So they're probably a year into whatever they're doing next. But yeah, I'll bet it's so maybe maybe three years, maybe two on the low end. But yeah, we're probably a little ways out from uh, from whatever Quantic Dream is cooking up next. Uh, what's no longer cooking in the Microsoft ecosystem on the Minecraft team is the super duper graphics pack. This this just sounds like a comedian wrote it. <laughs> it's it Minecraft. Does? It's Minecraft. I know it's, they had yeah. the pack it, reveal, that, but like see, I, I laughed when I read this headline. Anyway. I, I remember when they first unveiled this and I thought it sounded awesome. Like I wanted I to thought see it was a joke. I wanted to see a I, 4K like high It was a joke too. Yeah. Uh, 
Why I thought would, it was why an April want to see this. Show. No, it was. I mean, it, it sounds sounds nice. Yeah, I guess. it was real. It was like, wait, what? HG. Okay. Okay. So it was a high, <laughs> super high res, high, you know, uh, mega awesome graphics pack for Minecraft. Uh, you know, as a, as an intentional optional uh, counter foil to the the you know intentionally blocky cartoony graphics. Blocks. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, it's been canceled. They're no longer working on it. The graphics pack, quote, proved too technically demanding to implement as planned, according to Mojang. We aren't happy with how the pack performed across devices. For this reason, we're stopping development on the pack and looking into other ways for you to experience Minecraft with a new look. In addition to improved lighting and textures... The Super Duper Graphics Pack was expected to be released alongside 4K support for the Xbox One X and PC versions of Minecraft. Uh, reading between the lines there, it was probably running fine on Xbox, or at least the X and PC, but Microsoft has continued support on all platforms, including you know, all the way down to mobile for Minecraft, so I suspect they probably just couldn't get it running well on switch or mobile or mm. or whatever and decided well if we can't do this for all of them we maybe we shouldn't do it so i for one am heartbroken <laughs> <laughs> now well, my bad minecraft for anybody who's been looking forward to this it's like oh sorry guys but we still have minecraft dungeons to look forward to so yeah really exciting. yes true uh, i really want to play that game yeah I've you seem to um, have fun yeah when you played it and you you had a good re- you brought back a good report on it i realized i'm still sitting on the preview <laughs> That's okay. Miranda. Uh, so look out for that one. I can't oh, no. I just read this like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's um, fine. Anyway. I, I mean, hey, I love Diablo-style dungeon crawlers. and Yeah. It was. It was da- if it's fun, I'm down to play it. It looks like it's going to be a really good time. So Excellent. Read more on IGN.com. Same. Very soon. <laughs> it's kind of goofy, just but hey. Don't, don't tag at E3 anymore. <laughs> What's E3? I don't know what you're talking What's, about. Yeah, huh? Tag at E3 2020. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it's probably going to be there again next year. Why not? Let's just get a jump. Soon. You have like four days to release it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Gamescom. That's oh, true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, yes. I mean, like, it's literally ready to go. Yeah. I just Sweet. It's fine. It's been a year, oh, man. guys. Uh, although, speaking of Gamescom, we are the exclusive broadcast partner of Gamescom. So we are going to have a, a live show, very similar to our E3 live show. I'll be honored. Every day. That. Yeah, you're going. You're hopping on a plane soon. So, yeah, a lot of developers, a lot of exclusive stuff. So, you know, live on all of our channels. So IGN.com, YouTube.com slash IGN, Twitch.tv slash IGN, Mixer.com slash IGN. Uh, four hours of English language programming a day, and then another four in German. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you if you want to see what's going on at Gamescom, we've got you covered all show long. And then next week's podcast, you won't be here. You and I will be. We've got. We're gonna have Mark Medina with us. Brandon Tyrell also gonna be going with you Germany. in Germany. Yeah. So I think it'll probably be a three person show next week. But we'll have the uh, inside Xbox to talk yeah. about. And whatever Microsoft decides to announce, you got the inside that. Xbox, and you also have the opening ceremony thing that Keeley's doing. Yes, you guys true. are going to have a ton of news. Yeah, play. so it should be a big show next week. Mm-hmm. It'll be I'm fun. Excited. S- small thing as we're in the news block, I just want to yes. give a quick shout out or just note to everybody listening: Apex's single player limited time mode just launched. It yeah, launched we talked today. about that a little bit last week. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, it looks super it's, cool. It's, it's out like now. It's a huge change. They have yeah. a lot of Sweet. updates and they yeah. have or t- technical updates, but they have some other significant map changes. Yeah, I just want to well. let our listeners know if you remember us talking about that, Miranda mm-hmm. especially. It's coming. Very it's excited. out. It's out right now. Give it a shot while you can. The Fantastic. Looks so cool. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do loot box as we run out of time here. Um, Kyle Rogers, his gamer tag is uh, Dragadus, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Kyle. He's from La Crosse, Wisconsin. He went to the Halo Outpost. He, he wrote in and said, against, against Destin's recommendation, he, <laughs> but, he bought the VIP package and really enjoyed it. He said he had a good time. He did. Yeah. So he had a, a really good time. He sent, he sent along a picture uh, he, for, with the, him and, and Jen Taylor and Steve Downs. Yeah. Uh, here's the, here's the thing. The Florida event happened and everybody went who went to the other events said they dramatically improved that's everything. What, that's what you wanted. Good. So yeah. so they took all the feedback they got in Florida to heart. And I was so happy to hear Halo fans having a good time. They addressed the line cues. It made the VIP a better package. Like they took it to heart and they corrected it. Yeah. You don't see that happen very often. Well, Kyle asks. What are some of your video game related events that you've gone to in the past? And let's Evo. Well, yeah, if you can try and not <laughs> say like industry work things like E3. Evo. Evo. The day before I started, <laughs> I drove to Evo the day before I was hired at IGN because I was watching it. I was just so hyped. I'm like, I got to go there. I used to play Texas Hold'em a lot. So I sat down <laughs> when I got there. It hadn't, it hadn't like uh, started for the day yet. And I won enough money to cover the trip. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. And then, funnily enough, the hotel I stayed at was kind of crappy because I didn't have any money. Um, uh, I got stuck in the elevator, so they didn't charge me for the hotel either. Nice. So, like, nice. my weekend was covered by my gambling winnings <laughs> in, in poker. Oh, man. And then I got to enjoy the event with uh, Mark Ryan Sally and Caleb Lawson. It was a, it was an, a weekend Aww. to remember. That's that, so cool. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, and Evo's just great, man. Like, the, the grand finals are really, really exciting and, and getting to see, like, the crowd really get into it. That's when they played Marvel vs. Capcom 3, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's my answer. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've not had a... I never got to go to any real cool big events before, before I started doing this. Um, it was... Yeah, I'm just trying to even think if there was... Anything even remotely close. I didn't have kid. to go to Halo Outpost, but I did. I mean, that yeah, was like I, a bonus. I wish Halo Outpost had, ex- you know, something like that had existed mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. Like with, you know, Nintendo never did, to my knowledge, like a traveling road show yeah. kind of thing. Because I would well, have eaten that up. We have like packs and we have the Pokemon championships now. and Yeah, there's a lot of, you know. But those feel newer for sure. When I was at Screw Attack, we did the Screw Attack gaming convention, and that was really cool. That was based out of Texas, and it was neat to have a small part in that. That doesn't exist anymore, but yeah. yeah. So before I joined IGN, um, I wanted to work here, and so like I went to things like QuakeCon, and then I went to like the GameStop Expo, and they had that in Texas, and just try like cover for myself. I was like, I'm gonna yeah. practice covering events. That's, just that's the way to do time. it. And so that's yeah. what I did um, for. For kind of work stuff, but my yearly fun gaming event, which mm-hmm. is this is very time in question, is the international for Dota. Yeah, which is I think this is, is it. In, it's China this year, right? This year's in Shanghai. So Just usually, go. I thought about it. I really did. Flights to China from here are actually pretty cheap. We were gonna go, but not enough of us because I travel with a pretty big crew, and yeah. it's like so, so many of us couldn't go. So we're like, let's just do something else. So this year we booked a house in Vegas, and yeah. so nice. we got like this big place for all of us to go stay. Um, and so we're going to take a vacation there and watch um, on a delayed 
time time zone thing since yeah. in Shanghai. Right. Um, so that's, that's my thing every year. And every year I go, it is like just the best thing. It's kind of cool to be just so immersed in something that you love so much. Mm-hmm. Like, cause like guys, I love Dota if you haven't picked up on that. <laughs> and so like just getting to go to an event, like I actually cosplay and stuff. Like, I get so Oh really? Awesome. Like, Are you going to cosplay in Vegas? <laughs> I thought about it <laughs> because like we were trying to like bring the event to like our little, little things. Sure. Like, what if we set up our own little shop and like, what's your go-to cosplay thing? for, uh, for law? It's a law, right? Oh. Dota, Dota, the international. Oh, I'm sorry. She's going to, she's going to smack you. In I the don't head. play Just League like, of Legends or Dota. Damn. Sorry. It's, you said Dota the international. I don't even know what to say, yeah. say Destin. I just miss, um, <laughs> I get them confused. Sorry. I am um, my first cosplay for Dota specifically yeah. uh, was a variant costume for this one character called Ursa. He's a bear, mm-hmm. and he has this um, alpine set. And so I I cosplayed as that one. It's really good. <laughs> I have photos on my Instagram if you're interested. Um, but yeah, that was just such like a cool thing just to get into like this this very unique space where everyone's there for one thing. And like, you can talk to anybody and just be like super excited about the game. And it's just so cool to do those things. Cool. Love it. Uh, thank you, Kyle. If you'd like to send in a loot box question for the panel, email unlocked at IGN.com. That's also the same email address you use to send in your unlock block trivia question. As Jeff Mayer did, his gamer tag is J dollar sign. He's from Richmond, Virginia and asks a really good question that I definitely did not know. And hey, I watched my fair share of CW shows, so I'm not above this. In what CW show was Halo 4 used as a relationship makeup device? So we... we, we uh, so like we, a couple had a fight yes, and we they fixed, made up. We patched but... things up via Halo 4. Uh, so is the show Heart of Dixie, The Ringer, Gossip Girl, or The Vampire Diaries... Destin, I'm going to go your way. I'm first. saying, hey, Heart of Dixie. Heart of Dixie. It's wrong. Miranda. I don't watch any of these shows. So I'm like, well, I want to watch whichever one did this, but at least the episode. I'm going to say, like, The Vampire Diaries doesn't make sense, but I like vampires. <laughs> um, I'm going to go see Gossip Girl because he's usually a solid answer. And they have a new season right now. So, all right. Uh, one of you has guessed well. Oh. And it's Destin. Oh, yeah. Heart of Dixie. Heart wow. of Dixie. Nicely done. Uh, thank, thank you, Jeff. You. That is a really Thanks, excellent y'all. question. Eight, <laughs> eight points. <laughs> now, eight points for Destin, five for Miranda. So Thanks. got some little little catching up to do. Howdy. Yeah. But the, we've got plenty of time. It's still uh, August. <laughs> still got like the four. The months are rolling. <laughs> four months to go. Yeehaw. Um, you've got some time. <laughs> That's my last one. <laughs> You so, lived in Texas. Sweet tea. <laughs> I, I, oh don't, I don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody, again, yeah, send in your trivia questions and we will play again next week. And we are about out of time. Well, we, get to, we didn't get to Disney Cat. I know. We have to talk. Sad. I mean, um, yeah, well, I guess. Tell us your, your I, one favorite thing. Well, the, real quick, I would say I feel like for, for the Star Wars fans out there who, who are interested in going to galaxy's edge in either Disneyland or Disney world. I, and for me, it was, it's like 75% of the way there, but it's not there yet. Mm. There's, there's just the one ride. Now there's the second ride opening over the winter, which is supposed to be like a a huge, yeah. Some like a physically massive thing. So I'm very curious to see that, but there's really the only other things to do there are, I mean, there's the cantina, but there are no like, there are no aliens or characters in there. Mm-hmm. It's just guests, which I get. They want to get as many people in, but feels like it. 
and and then it is cool that they have they have stormtroopers. There's like two stormtroopers that wander around and they'll harass people, <laughs> like politely harass people. Uh, and every now and again, there'll be like a an officer with them. So that then they he might interrogate like he interrogated my daughter and she was like ah. <laughs> um, she starts crying. <laughs> thankfully, that didn't happen, but I'm sure that happens like every day. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like it needed more of that. Like. There's, there's literally, there's the two stormtroopers that kind of wander around the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They need that on like every street, every mm-hmm. area. There should be, so there just needs to be more of that character stuff. Aliens in the cantina, characters in the cantina, like fake fights and fake, you know, things that you can interact with. Um, but yeah, the only other experiences are expensive. It's almost like, and if you're, if you know your Disney history at all, in the early days of Disneyland, they were they had things called e-tickets. So you actually had to buy a separate ticket f- to go on the big ride, like the major rides in the park. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's almost like they've gone back to that uh, because the the two other sort of experiences besides the Millennium Falcon ride, which is good, but it's basically just it's just like n- a new version of a 21st century version of Star Tours. Mm. So it's good. My daughter loved it. It's it's her favorite ride. Yeah, it's kind of a video game actually because there are two buttons. two of you are pilots, two of you are gunners, two of you are engineers, oh. and everybody's got buttons to push. And what was the wait on that? Did you just do the ticket where you come back later? They don't have that yet. It was it was they don't have fast pass. Not yet. I think oh, they're God. I, I don't know why, but yeah. it's around an hour wait. That's not most of the time. Okay, um, I've waited like two hours for Tower of Terror or something. Yeah, yeah but the. It's 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 an on rails video game where if you fail to do things or if you do things well, it can it can affect what happens in the ride, but not ultimately change it. Right. So yeah, you have like a small amount of agency over the ride, which is kind of cool. And my daughter loved that part of it. Uh, she insisted on being the gunner every time. I was Aww. like, "Do you want to try pilot?" Or she's like, "No, gunner." Every time, <laughs> gunner. Um, so no yeah, way. like Falcon Millennium Falcon's fine. But yeah, anyway, the, yeah, the, uh, the two experiences that are monetized, it's building your own lightsaber, which is $200. Ooh. However, uh, it, is, it is a really cool experience. Like, it's expensive, and I wouldn't begrudge anybody for just laughing at that and walking away, but it's a really neat, like, it's not, you don't just go in and build the lightsaber. Like, there's a whole kind of show and experience with it that's kind of neat. And then there's a... There's a droid building workshop where I don't know what that beep just was. That was Discord. That was my <laughs> Discord, which is signed in on that laptop because my guest for the Okay, I'm glad, just <laughs> glad nothing went wrong. <laughs> my bad. Um, no worries. I didn't realize I was signed in. But um, there's, a, there's a little, you can build your own little R2 type or BB-8 type. Like you actually pick parts off of a conveyor belt and then go over to a workstation and assemble it and then play with it. That's so cool. So that's $100. Oh man. So it's like, it's not cheap to do. So just, yeah, it just kind of feels like it's a good 1.0. It's almost like to equate it to a video game. It's, it's like a 1.0 launch version, but they just need to flesh it out some more. Where's, where's your daughter's lightsaber now? Now that you're back. I brought it in for yesterday for people to check out. I saw it all wrapped up. Yeah. Now it's just, it's just at home. She doesn't yeah. like have it on a mantle or anything. Not at the moment, no, but okay. I'm sure it'll end up. I'm sure she'll end up. Does she cherish it? Like, is she it really, no, really it's, special to her? It, yeah, I mean, I'm getting at because I I wasn't gonna do it because it's again two hundred dollars is a, a lot of money. Yeah, I was like, I was intro- I was like, oh yeah, that sounds fun. I, 
But then when I found out it was 200, I was like, oh no, I'm out. Yeah. But my brother-in-law that I went with, he signed his two sons up for 15 and 13. So he and I just went and watched them. Like we were just standing in the back of the room mm. and that's what convinced me like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I'll, you know, explain to my daughter like, okay, well, this is sort of it. This, you can't, we can't do anything other, any other big money things. This is kind of, and she was good and she agreed and was, was good about it. And, but yeah, like watching it convinced me. It was like, wow, yeah. this, I don't want to say, I don't want to tell everybody what happens because I get, I'm sure there are a lot of people in our audience don't that, ruin it that, yeah, right? that want to, they want to experience it. But the, the experience of the lightsaber workshop is really cool. I've seen a lot of videos from it. It seems, it does seem really cool. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. I just, yeah, I, I think I had such high expectations because the, the Disney Imagineers have their, they've earned a reputation as just this like incredibly creative, talented group of people. So I think I I had, maybe I just had my expectations set a, a little high for what that, what a 21st century, totally new area of Disneyland could be, especially themed to Star Wars. And it's like, yeah, so it's, it's good. But I was just, I think I just wanted to be completely awed. And instead yeah. I was like, yeah, this is good. But, but, but to be fair to, again, you got to kind of, I'm a 38 year old man. My eight year old daughter was wowed. Mm-hmm. She was like, that's all she wanted to do was mm-hmm. go into the Star Wars area and wander around. And like, she wanted me to, she kept like, she wanted me to go, try and get arrested by the stormtroopers because they'll, they'll like t- so every now and again, they'll like take someone away. Like they'll lead you by the shoulder over to a little spot and then just like interrogate you. And before they let you go. Yeah. So she was over the moon for it. Aww. And I think it's important to note that like I'm a 38 year old nerd, but an eight year old kid, her magic adored it. Yeah. Yeah. completely adored it. Well, so that's good. I'm hoping this second ride is like helps, but I'm hoping over time that they they do flesh out some other little things to do in there as well. But yeah, definitely could, worth it. It's it's super fun I if you get see to them go. Maybe want to tone it back just a little bit while the excitement's still there. Like a lot of people coming in for the first True. time and like testing out. It's like okay, how many stormtroopers can we actually have here right. feasibly without That's like fair. disturbing everybody else? And but like still making a spectacle. So hopefully they do build on that. Yeah, it does sound like it'd be a lot more all fun. good. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to write up a little piece on IGN about the, the lightsaber experience oh, cool. specifically. So look for that sometime soon. For now, it's time to go. Uh, you can find me at DMC underscore Ryan on Twitter. Uh, I don't have anything to share with you because I wasn't here last week. So I'm only just now <laughs> getting back to work on stuff. Other than the board, I'll promote the Borderlands 3 stuff that I have very little to do with other than project management. So uh, check out all of that if you haven't already. Destin? I'm going to Germany. Peace. Yes. At Destin Legary on Twitter. I might tweet something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda, take us home. Yeah. Um, so you can read my impressions of Call of Duty Modern Warfare's multiplayer mode on IGN.com. I have this posted for a while now. Um, and Bobby did a great conversation with Ryan about the multiplayer as well and in video form. Uh, so definitely check those out. Also, uh, that Minecraft Dungeons piece that I will have up. It's still time. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. And now you guys get to like refresh. Let's talk about Minecraft because I'm actually yeah. super excited about it. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I'll just be back next week. I'm not going to Gamescom, so. Me okay. neither. We'll be here. We'll hold down the fort. All right, yeah. we'll see you guys. We've got a lot of Gamescom, Xbox stuff to talk next week. Until then, we'll see you soon.